Hello, welcome to another episode of Papa Bear Hikes. Last time we had these gentlemen on, they were talking about a pretty cool project they were working on. Something that I found very exciting a couple episodes ago. Some of you might have heard me ranting about how I'm not going to use apps anymore to do navigation. Well, okay, that's just for navigation. Okay, so don't misunderstand what I was saying before you all start sending me messages on Instagram and and on the on Papa Bear Hikes. Personally, I'm trying to just get back to using my navigation skills. But apps have their place. And these guys are working on something that I think, as I said, is very exciting. My friends from Black to Nature, LLC, whose mission is bringing black, the Black community together through shared experiences. Guys, welcome back to Papa Bear Hikes. Let's start by each of you introducing yourselves. Hello, uh, my name is Joshua Mackey. I'm the CTO here at Black to Nature. I've been with the company since 2018. Um, I'm here in Charlotte, North Carolina. I am a software developer and an entrepreneur. Uh, in my spare time, I have a small micro farm that I tend to and have several um, venues and restaurants that I uh, sell to around the city and looking to expand on that. But most of my time is uh, just trying to be a father to my one-year-old daughter. And uh, yeah, met Mike back in 2018, like I said, and just been plugging along with the project ever since. Mike? Yeah, so I'm Mike. Um, I'm originally from New York. I'm the CEO and founder of Black to Nature. Um, I started Black to Nature pretty much just kind of out of passion and ended up connecting with Josh, who's our CTO, to do some of the coding, as well as just provide some of his technical expertise. Then as some time progressed, I ended up tapping Will. He was a, a co-worker of mine. I wanted to leverage, you know, his and experience in project management. Um, and pretty much the three of us are the uh, core team of Black to Nature. Last but not least. I'm Will Simmons. Uh, as, as Mike said, um, I'm the you know, chief operating officer for Black to Nature. Joined the team in uh, 20, summer of 2020. Um, been about two years or so. Um, and, you know, born and raised in South Carolina. My, by day, I'm a business consultant. But if I'm not doing Black to Nature, I'm also a real estate investor as well, um, you know, working towards building that out. And, you know, just kind of, I met Mike many, many years ago, prior to when I first joined the company, we worked together. Um, and, you know, I watched him build Black to Nature and started out. And, you know, when he tapped me and said, hey, man, do you want the opportunity to kind of help build this out and do something for our community? Um, I looked at it as a perfect opportunity to give back. So, Mike, for our listeners, let's start off by you telling us a little bit about or refreshing us about what Black to Nature is. Sure. So the, the mission of Black to Nature, as you mentioned, Martin, is to connect the Black community through shared experiences. Um, many times people will hear, you know, focus on the Black community and say, all right, maybe they're exclusive. We are actually very inclusive. But one of the things that... Uh, I tried to do was make sure that I called out the community that in which we're trying to serve, as you may be aware, Martin, as uh, you know, Will and Josh are aware, there's a lot of discrepancies when it comes to our community and getting outdoors, our community in truly fellowshipping. Um, And there's, you know, there's just not a lot of safe spaces out there just to, you know, put it frankly. So Black to Nature really is just that digital safe space that allows people from all walks of life, black, white, yellow, brown, et cetera, to essentially put out events, put events on the uh, platform that matter to them for other people to engage in. So Black to Nature truly is just that conduit 
for people to come together and truly break bread. You guys have been working on something, a unique way to, to make that happen. This isn't just a website and I, and I'm not, I'm not marginalizing the people have put efforts into websites to bring different communities together, but you're taking this to another level. And that is you're creating an app to make this easier. Yes. Yes. Um, You know, so one thing I guess none of us mentioned is we all have a tech background. So I know Josh has a tech background that we called out, but Will and myself have both worked in the tech space. And one of, um, so my day job, I'm a product owner and this pretty much kind of is just in a sense, like one of the things we work on as being a product owner is making sure that you understand your your user base, making sure you understand your product. So as you mentioned, a lot of outdoor groups have websites, which nothing's wrong with having a website. But what I realized is the on like the on ramp for a website, it's it's a little hard to kind of grasp for a lot of people. You have to do a lot of typing. You have to make sure you're connected to the internet browser by having an app that puts us in a completely different realm. I think that it makes us stand out from other groups because, you know, in order to, to build an app, you do have to invest a pretty penny into that. Um, you also have to make sure that you're providing a quality product from end to end. And one of the things that we're looking to do with the app is just, again, increase our rate of adoption. So the app essentially will allow people to just simply download on their Android or iOS device. You'll see at the uh, bottom of the screen, there'll be a pencil icon. You tap that, you're able to create an event. You'll be able to add any pictures, add the address. Within a few clicks, you just submit your event. Your event is automatically posted on the platform. We're going to be introducing what we call push notifications uh, within the next two weeks. And what that will enable is anyone that has the application installed on their phone, again, iOS or Android, they're able to get a pop-up on their screen, whether they're in or out of the app, to notify them that somebody created an event on the platform. And when you look at that event, you're able to not only view the details of the event, but you also have GPS navigation built into the app. So all you have to do is simply RSVP for the event. And then when it's time to go to your event, you can just click that GPS icon and you're on your way to that event. You talk about the difference between an app and a and a website. And I, I think you you hit the nail right on the head here is it's so much more user-friendly. I think people are far more likely to download an app and use it than to visit a website. And as you said, start typing away and doing searches. Josh, you're, you're to tell us a little bit about that process. If, I mean, I know you can't get into too many details, but from your perspective, that difference of putting an app together as opposed to just a, a website. Yeah, so uh, Mike and I had this uh, conversation initially on, you know, why, uh, because he initially thought about an app, and I I asked him, like I do everyone when I'm consulting uh, for software, I say, hey, well, what do you need this platform to do? Because all an app does is tap into the phone's mobile uh, hardware. So a website can do a lot of things, but if you're, let's say your app needs the capability to scan or you need the vibration or push notifications, uh, or, or like uh, the actual physical location that's uh, being transmitted to the satellites and, and cell phone towers. And, a, and the app is great for that. But a, a mobile web app or a web browser in the, in, the, in the website can do these same things. 
But we essentially chose to have both a native app as well as a website because there's certain things that need to be done on the website side, uh, just as far as like uh, our team members administering uh, users and resetting passwords, that sort of thing. But we we thought about all of these things in a, a massive whiteboard session that we had at Mike's office before we started building anything. Um, so yeah, we 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 actually decided to go both routes. Now, when people think of Black to Nature, they're definitely going to think about a native app. But we do uh, utilize and leverage uh, both native and web resources. I don't know who would answer this question. Maybe it would be Will. But if somebody's, say, let's visiting an area. Um, I live in New York. And so you know, if somebody goes to the other side of the country, they could bring this up while they're out and find an event. Is it that? That's pretty yeah. much how simple you make it. And from, from their phone, they can pull up this app that they would download on their phone and, and see if there's an event in the area they're visiting? Yeah, so pretty much that's one of the the advantages of having an app versus a website. So kind of what Josh mentioned, when you have a website, your website essentially will leverage your cookies. Um, you'll be geotagged. So whatever region you're in, you'll pretty much be region locked from your brow- with your browser, right? That is... It's fine, but it's not as intuitive because when you're region locked, you're typically locked within your country, not your state. So for Black to Nature, our minimal viable product, also known as MVP, we wanted to focus in the U.S. specifically, right? Because we figured instead of trying to conquer the world, which is the future plan, but initially we have to have a baby step, right? So with the Black to Nature app, regardless of as long as you're within the continental United States of America, you're able to download the app. And then from there, you can set your location manually or you can set your the app up to leverage your phone's GPS. So if you so for me, my profile, I reside in Charlotte. We all do. So I have my location just locked into Charlotte. Again, we're still doing a lot of testing, et cetera. But essentially, if I was to set that trigger in the app to say, use my phone's GPS while I'm in North Carolina, my uh, Black to Nature app will pick up all events that are posted within North Carolina. Now, if I drive down to Florida, I don't have to change anything. It will just pick up all events in Florida because, again, it's leveraging your phone's GPS. So we have it two ways. Again, just a quick recap. You can manually set your location by state. Or you can allow your phone to automatically pick up whatever state you're in, leveraging your phone's GPS. So it is very intuitive to where it's essentially download, get active, and that's it. Yeah, because I have a couple of apps I use for hiking and biking. And I'm thinking I just vacationed in Florida and, and took a bike ride. And I was able to turn that app on and the trails came up for me. Yep. Well, let me ask you this. Is there demand there? Do you think um, initially, or is this is the is this something you're going to build on to, to to create a demand for this or to create a following for the app? I personally think that there's a there's a need and a demand for it. Right? You have a lot of you have a lot of outdoor groups, and Mike and Josh can attest to this, um, where you can go on like Meetup or or any other website. And as a as a person in the Black community, you always wonder, am I going to be the only black person there or, or things like that, or I have to search for, you know, bi- biking on Saturday dash black or something just to know that it's going to be predominantly black. 
So I think that that's very telling that there definitely is a need for uh, for our platform, for our app, because if people are already out there saying, yeah, I want to go outside, but I don't want to be the only quote unquote token black person. You know, I, I don't want to have to worry about, you know, being uncomfortable or making somebody else uncomfortable. So I think that knowing that there are already groups out there, people that are searching for that and trying to, uh, I'll say, jerry-rig their own solution to it within somebody else's platform, you know, like I said, like a meetup or Instagram, I think that proves, that's a proof of concept that Black to Nature is needed and that we are going to be the solution um, to that problem. So, I, you know, I'm really excited to see once the app, you know, we really get it out there and people really start using it. That's when that adoption is going to come. That's the thing I'm most excited for is to see how people react to, oh, I can, like Mike said, if I'm in North Carolina, I drive down to Florida, maybe I want to go, I don't know, hiking somewhere in Florida, um, you know, and I want to do it with people that look like me. Um, I think that that's something that is going to be very powerful. Yeah. One thing I would like to add on to, um, to what Will mentioned is as you can kind of you know, tell from Will's answers, there's a lot of angst when it comes to people of color that, you know, people from outside the community may not really be aware of because it is an everyday occurrence a lot of times. Um, So something that may seem as small as, hey, why would you want to go hiking predominantly with people that look like you? And that's typically due to the marginalization of, you know, people of color through history. So ideally, this is where that need comes from. You know, you can see it on the news in, you know, I I don't want to get into like political stuff, but you kind of see it in politics from time to time where I do believe big government truly does do a good job at separating people and trying to be as divisive as possible to continue drawing those lines between people of different communities, as opposed to doing what I believe government should do, which is bring people together, right? And one of those things that we, you know, that we're aiming to do at Black to Nature, again, focus on our community since everyone on our team is Black, but really stress the point of this being inclusive. So while we do have the words Black to Nature, this truly is an inclusive platform. In fact, some of our partners are actually from the white community. We have allies there. Again, we're on your podcast, right? So we have people that truly understand the realities that marginalized communities such as our community face, and Black to Nature truly is one of those solutions. It may not be the only solution, but it is us putting forth our time, our energy, our effort into trying to become a solution. Mm-hmm. I've interviewed a, a number of outdoors people, bikers, hikers from different backgrounds. And so people have heard me say this before, but you know, as a white middle-aged male, I can't really relate to what it feels like to show up on a hike and be the only person that looks the way I look. And, and I've heard this from people, uh, blacks or any other, uh, group that has been marginalized. And you know what? We're kidding ourselves. If we think this isn't going on still, I mean, you know, there's people that want to fool themselves into thinking this still isn't happening in our society, but it is, but anybody, anybody who's a member of any group is being marginalized. You can't help, but feel like these eyes are looking at me or looking through me Mm -hmm. or they, 
they they know that you know there's they know there's something I'm not telling them about myself, even if I might physically look like them. Um, and I just I think that what you guys are doing is great, and it's one of the reasons why I want to talk to you is that breaking down a barrier starts with developing a comfort level. We could talk all we want about we need to break these barriers down, but what you guys are doing is saying, "Are we're going to develop a comfort ground for a comfort zone?" where people first start to feel comfortable doing this. Yep. Like Mike said, a digital safe space. I think that's like the perfect term for what we're trying to do with Black Nature is making that safe space for anyone that has a, a iOS or Android device that is in the community or even wants to be a supporter to come and be involved and be a part of something like Black Nature. I, I'm a hiker. So my first thoughts are on hiking activities. Is what you're doing limited to hiking or, or will it be other activities? Door activities that your app is going to uh, bring to the attention of other people? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, granted, you again, with the name, right? Black to nature, everyone mm-hmm. assumes it's nature uh, only. And that kind of goes into the roots of how Black to nature was formed, why I chose the name, et cetera. One that was kind of catchy too, um, it really initially, the genesis of Black to nature started from me wanting to go on hikes and then meet other you know, people of color on hikes, right? But as we continued doing our proof of concept, we started realizing the demand isn't just for hikes, the demand is really for just to get people together and become active. So that's why you'll see and hear in our mission statement, bringing the black community together through shared experiences, that's where that truly comes about. Because we're not just trying to say, this is a platform only for hikes. That's okay. But I feel like that kind of, it restricts what we're really trying to, you know, where we're trying to go. And having shared experiences, that could be a hike. That could be a a, a myriad of outdoor activities, right? But we also want to be inclusive of indoor activities because one reality of our community, a lot of us do not like going out when it gets cold outside, right? So could, could imagine us trying to build an app that's only active in spring and summer and half a fall, right? It's We're not making such an impact because you do have others in our community that say, well, I want to ski. Well, I want to bowl. I want to do mini golf. I want to do et cetera we would become part of the problem if we tried to just pigeonhole, you know, the, the good that we're trying to bring into the world. So we, we say shared experiences and we mean that in its entirety. So Black to Nature is about connecting. Black to Nature is about making friends. Black to Nature is about simply just making memories and sharing those experiences with someone that looks like you, whether you know them for many years or you're meeting them at one of our events. We'll be back after a quick break. You ever think about what might be in the water you're drinking every time you fill up your water bottles while you're in the outdoors? I try not to, and I really don't because I use Sawyer water filters. Sawyer filter technology, because of their high standards, Every filter is individually tested three times through the process. I've been using the Permethrin product for years now to protect me from, well, quite frankly, ticks. And the Picaridin to 
keep the flies at bay. Don't let bad water, insects, or a tick bite cut your trip short or even ruin it. Use Sawyer products. Go to your local outdoor retailer and ask for Sawyer products, whether it's a water filter, insect repellent, they're likely to have it. You can also go to Sawyer's website and read more about these incredible, high-quality products that they offer those of us who enjoy the outdoors. I started this podcast off thinking I was going to just do episode after episode about hiking. And it took me two episodes to realize there's just so much out there. And, and that exactly. could get old. I would get bored and have run out of material way too fast and wouldn't have an opportunity to talk like people to people like yourselves. And, uh, and that's when I realized now that what's out there is just so much bigger. And, mm -hmm. uh, I try to talk to people about, I just did an episode on, you know, getting outside, enjoying nature can mean going to a trailhead and maybe helping some hikers. I've talked to a gentleman from Japan who was into this, uh, it was called grounding and you do that right in your backyard and, and, and you're right. It might, it, there, there's just so much to do. When we talk about getting outside and enjoying the outdoors, yes. we got to expand it. We got, there, there's so many ways to do it. Exactly. Is, is your app ready to be launched or are you guys getting close to a launch date at this point? Uh, yeah, great question. Um, so we officially launched uh, March 20th. So last, essentially a, a, a full month ago. Um, but like anything, especially when it comes to the tech space, you have what's called iterative releases. So we launched the base app but then we wanted to work on some enhancements. So if you go on our Instagram page, Instagram forward slash black to nature underscore LLC, you'll be able to see a couple of uh, marketing uh, graphics where we're kind of talking about the app. But one of the things we wanted to do before we truly start marketing the app is ensure that we have the push notifications enabled. Um, another thing we're looking to do as well is update our website. Um, as Josh mentioned in his uh, response earlier, we were allowing for users to create events and sign up for events on the website, as well as the app. One thing we're trying to do is get away from the website completely and turn our website from a tool more so to a marketing tool, right? We want people to go to our website, read up about us, and then most importantly, we want them to go right back to the app. So we're gonna be consolidating all of our event creation tools, et cetera, into our cell phone app. Again, making sure everything is just streamlined to the app. So yes, we are, we are launched. We are working on um, doing some enhancements and we will be sharing some news uh, very soon. As far as marketing this app, do you guys have, uh, is there a strategy in place now or is this just going to kind of slowly roll this out? How you go about marketing this? Yeah. So we have a two pronged approach, um, actually three prongs, excuse me. So one is obviously organic, organic growth, right. Or, or organic reach, meaning somebody stumbles on the app store and says, Hey, this is cool. Let me try it out. They see our Instagram or a friend of a friend tells them, Hey, check this out. And then it, you know, we have people go to the app that way. That's one way. Another way is through our Black to Nature ambassador program, which we've dubbed the Black to Nature champions. And pretty much our champion is someone that really is engaged and believes in the mission of Black to Nature. And their goal is to say, hey, I love what you're doing. I'm going to set up one event a month because I already bike, swim, kayak, 
bowl, whatever, right? Whatever the indoor or outdoor activity is. And I'm committing in my state to set up an event and market that event. A third and our final way of marketing is to actually start doing strategic partnerships. So that's going to bigger organizations that are already setting up events, maybe on their own website, but they just don't have the uh, funds to create an app. So typically you'll have your nonprofit-based organizations to where, again, they're utilizing all the resources that they have. But in order to build an app, it's not just saying I have X amount of money. You really have to think through the product design. You have to think through your end-to-end flow. You have to think through what your MVP is. You have to think through your use case for the app. You have to think through your on and off ramps. You have to think through so many things that it's not just, I'm going to throw money at this. It's truly a, a fully thought out process that requires like full system thinking, right? And if you don't possess a lot of those skills or know who you need to hire to cultivate that app, you're pretty much dead on arrival. So basically to sum all that up, the third uh, way we're gonna do this is work with more established organizations to start saying, hey, don't take your events off your website. Add your events, not only on your website, but on the Black to Nature platform. This way, whether you're a group that is predominantly Black or you're a group that is just looking for more diversity and inclusion initiatives, Black to Nature can kind of be one of those uh, assets for you to leverage as you continue on about your, you know, your standard business model. All right. Cross-pollinization. Exactly. One hand washing the other. Josh, this doesn't end with just simply developing an app and walking away. Do you have any plans or any anything in mind for where you th- see things going soon with this down the road? Absolutely. Uh, I mean, we have uh, plans to expand this thing out to uh, possibly selling products for, for users. Uh, uh, but that's, that's something that we talked about in the past and we actually had a, had a plan for that. We'd like to uh, be able to give users the ability to sell tickets and, you know, um, kind of, um, you know, kind of have little devices where they can scan scan tickets at the door and maintain like uh, inventory and uh, not inventory, but like head counts and that sort of things. Uh, I, I'm trying not to say do what uh, Eventbrite or Meetup or Eventbrite does because they kind of, you know, they have tick- a ticketing system. You know, you can sell seats and that sort of thing. But we, we want to implement uh, features like that into our platform. So I see those types of things arising, uh, you know, coming in, into the app later on. Um and possibly even just, you know, um, having some type of internal chat because, you know, we started off um, with a chat earlier on and you know, we were leveraging another platform and, and chat communication is very important. People love to gossip and uh, it's, it's you, you uh, would be surprised how many people actually look forward to uh, some type of live chat on the day of events because a lot of times we're out hiking in, in places that where there's like a little to no information or about where to go or, or cell phone signals, but you could still kind of, you know, use a chat if you have like a Wi-Fi signal and you can say, Hey, Hey, I'm at this uh, loading dock or we're, uh, we're at this cabin, uh, meet us here. And the chats are usually just going crazy, whether we were out bowling or doing some other things. So a chat would definitely, uh, I can see that, you know, becoming part of our platform in the future as well. That sounds like a great thing to be able to offer because 
I know from my own experience with you know with hiking that I've used an app on my long distance hikes and you get in real time reports from people. Yeah. Again, I mean it's it was it's it's priceless when you can give information that quick, that that soon. Well, down the line, as this grows uh, from the business perspective, um, do you see reaching further out for for bigger sponsors or bigger supporters? Uh, absolutely. I personally think that with Blacks and Nature, that's really the only next logical step. Once, like Mike said, baby steps, right? Before we take over the whole world. But, you know, once we do get to that point, you know, where Black to Nature becomes almost like a household name in terms of a, safe, a digital safe space, like Mike said, um, I can definitely see us working with other businesses. You know, there are some groups out there that we've partnered with before, um, groups that we would love to have, you know, any outdoor group, especially. I think groups like Camelback and things like that would be groups that we would definitely love to target um, because they fit in within our niche. Right. And as Mike said, if you're an indoor person, maybe there's a business around bowling. I do know that they do have a serious community. So I could definitely see us, you know, Black to Nature partnering with those groups, you know, whether it's a sponsorship through events or a sponsorship through merchandise giveaways or whatever the case may be. But I definitely feel like as we continue to have our iterative changes and develop and grow, that's really just the next logical step for Black to Nature. Well, gentlemen, I just, as we wrap things up here, I, I really commend you guys on the, and your accomplishments because this, it sounds like, you know, on March 20th, it's a big, it was a big step for you guys. I want to thank you guys for coming on the show and sharing this important message and uh, keeping us in the loop on the development of this app. You guys have been, been and, uh, working so hard on. Thank you. Appreciate you for having us. Yeah, thank you. It it definitely means a lot um, that we have voices such as yourself that are helping to, you know, put a spotlight on the efforts of the team, because you'll be surprised the amount of uh, resistance and roadblocks you will you face trying to go against the curve. And we, we've truly faced a lot, both internally, externally. So it's just, it, it's a lot of work. And as you can see, we're a very slim down crew, right? So for me, what success looks like is just, like Will mentioned, making this a household name, making this something that we're not, we're, we're transitioning from preaching value to users professing value, right? Because at the end of the day, we can... We can try to tell people, hey, you, you know, we think you need this, we think you need this, or we can have a small subset of people say, this is great, but we really want this to be, you know, in, in the conversation, in the daily conversation of people going here because they actually see that value. So that's something we're truly striving for is not trying to do a get rich quick scheme or anything like that, but really come from a genuine uh, place and provide tools for not only our community to become successful, but for everybody, as many people that's open-minded enough to truly bridge that gap and, you know, start bringing us closer together as just people. Oh, Mike, I could see that right from the beginning with all three of you guys. And when I read about Black to Nature, you weren't going to just sit on the sidelines and talk about this. You yeah. guys jumped out there and put your money where your mouth is, so to speak, which mm -hmm. is something way too many people are not willing to do. Exactly. Once again, guys, thanks again for coming back on. There's an open invitation. If you got another announcement you want to make or you want to give us an update, feel free to reach out. I appreciate that. Thank you so much.
Thank you so much. All right. All right. All three of you guys, it was, as always, been a pleasure. Everybody, thanks for listening. If you haven't done so yet, go to our website, PapaBearHikes.com. Listen to past episodes. Check us out on social media. Go to our YouTube channel, Martin Outside. All those links are there. In addition to that, you can buy our book or see what you're missing out on if you're not a Patreon member yet. Remember to get outside, have fun, and be safe. This episode of Pop Bear Hikes has been brought to you by Avalon Publicity. Avalon Publicity, increasing the digital footprint of content creators and skilled professionals via website development and social media services. For more information about Avalon Publicity, go to their website, avalonbusiness.org. That's avalonbusiness.org.